Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Pass. <laughs> what is up, y'all? It is Froth here at Thought Eater Podcast, Thought Eater Blog. Hope you're doing well. Thank you very much for listening. We are back around again. Can't believe how fast time is flying. We're back to hump day. Hump day bloggerama. Seems like I was just recording last week's episode, but here we are. And uh, I had a kind of woke up with a headache this morning. Um, I slept wrong, <clears throat> I guess. Uh, you know, I've talked before about how as I get older, I enter myself like all these ways without <laughs> without doing anything. It's like, yep, there goes Froth. He's walking again. Be careful, you know. He's standing still. Um, when I'm feeling a little bit better after just medication and hydration, but um, long-time listeners will notice that I'm kind of subtly set, <laughs> setting the stage. If the show's a bomb... I'll blame it on the sleep, but, um, anyway, this is a hump day bloggerama show. It is a weekly show where I'm highlighting cool stuff that I spotted on RPG blogs, uh, skews OSR, but I try to talk a little bit about everything cause I like all kinds of games. So we're going to talk about some RPG blogs, stuff I spotted, and then all the links to all the posts that I talk about, I've got listed for you in order over at the thought eater blog frothsoftdnd.blogspot.com So, um, before we get started, I've got a few calls that I want to get to. I'm hoping, I I try to archive them as I get them, because I get a notification in my email, along with a notification on Anchor. Yeah, that's the cool thing about podcasting on Anchor, is basically you can call in other people's shows and gets good conversation going and uh i tried to archive all these i've got like a little label in my gmail for anchor call-ins feels like i'm missing something but i hope i'm not but but anyway um first uh i've been putting call-ins regarding my friday episodes on here too just because uh I usually try to do something really short on Fridays and uh, if I'd put the call-ins on the Friday show, you know, basically hear a couple call-ins and that's the show. So, um, but if you haven't listened to last Friday's episode, I've been looking at this new dark crystal show and I'm not talking, wasn't talking about anything with plot related, no spoilers or anything. I was just talking about the, the production design and quality of the show, which is mind blowing. There's this whole documentary about how they made it and, it just had gotten me thinking about the limitations for a GM as far as uh, just verbal communication, being able to, you know, communicate. So what is there's like a poem or something, you know, like uh, how do you describe a sunrise or something like that? I'm no poet. <laughs> I'm no native English speaker from the sound of it. But um, anyway, I had a call in, a couple call ins from Jason on that topic real quick. Uh, and then I got one from Goblin's Henchman about the, uh, about the same show. So let's listen to those real quick. Hey, Jason here. Just calling you on the way to work. Just listen to your Friday show. And this is going to dovetail on the thoughts I called in to follow me or die just a couple minutes ago, actually. But anyway, as far as prepping for games and, you know, using visuals on roll 20, that's what I tend to do. I, 
play a lot of games where they're, you know, theater of the mind. So I'll, I'll give an example here, and this might go a little over a minute. But so the la- one of the last games I played on there or ran on there was Barbarians of Lemuria, and I but I had modified it to run a scenario like the movie Captain Kronos. So we started off in an inn. So I had a you know this took me hours to look for these pictures, but you know I found a picture of a you know an inn like you might see in the Black Forest or whatever, and, and then. When they left the inn, you know, I had a picture of a windy trail through the woods that they got to look at. When they got to the town, I'd, you know, put a picture up of the town. And when they met somebody, you know, really important, I'd put up a picture of what I thought they'd look like. You know, when they went to the graveyard, I had a picture of the graveyard, you know, and so on and so on. So, you know, I did take a lot of time to do that. But since I'm not playing with maps and we're not using minis or tokens, you, you know, pretty much they're looking at either a blank screen or they're looking at... If you have hangouts or something open, you're looking at the other players. So I like to have that background there with a visual that invokes the scene they're in and then change that visual up fairly often, you know, so they don't get too bored and they're not, you know, looking at their phones or doing what else they're doing when I'm not looking. Well, I guess I wouldn't see anyway because we're online. But anyway, you get the idea. Haven't seen the new Dark Crystal yet. I remember watching and enjoying the original as a kid. I will catch up on it, but just thought I'd leave that with you talk to you later keep up the good work hi froth it's goblin senchman here just a quick message about the dark crystal episode i think you did a pretty good job there of um teasing out the issues you know the tension between you know allowing people to develop the ideas in their own mind and someone presenting you with a artistic impression of the same material that you know in some way inspires you further now i think this is very much reminds me of something like lord of the rings when I read Lord of the Rings, I had a very distinct image in my mind of what was going on, and then I saw the movies. And from that point, for example, Legolas is kind of locked in my brain, you know, 14 hours or whatever of watching Lord of the Rings um, with, that, with that visual presentation. It's very hard for me to think of what I even recalled of my version of Legolas looked like beforehand. So I think, I think for gaming purposes, I think, um, I think what you really want to do is seed ideas. I don't think you want to spell them all out because I think you take something away from the game. So, you know, for example, you look at... Every time I've looked at a module that inspired me, or, for example, the Monster Manual, they have some images in there which are great. They inspire you, they give you something to go on where you might not have otherwise had, you know, much idea. I mean, the classic image for me is the Githyanki. When I saw that Githyanki image on the front of the Fiend Folio, I really was, wow, what is that? Let me find out more. Whereas I think if I read just the dry text, as it were, I might, you know, just had a bit more of a, you know, a little more ordinary image and maybe less less intrigued by the whole idea. So I think, to me, that that's the way forward. I mean, I mean for example, I don't really like miniatures because I think that sort of too much sets, sets things in my mind about what it looks like. It overly defines what's happening. I think I prefer theatre of the mind for that, for those purposes. And just as a final point, I think, you know, in some ways you're quite lucky playing with young people, you know, young people, teenagers, uh, pre-teens, those sort of people, because you get to uh, describe, for example, a Zorn to them for the very first time. That's brilliant. Imagine being, imagine going back. If you could erase your brain of all those preconcepted preconceptions you have of all the monsters you now know, imagine how much more fun D&D would be. You know, give them a description, let them imagine it, and then, you know, if need be, then flick up the image quickly, just to sort of like, if they, if they don't quite get it or something. So, um, you know, I think that's, I think that, I think you're in a lucky position there. 
Finally, um, on this image about when you were talking about the forest and saying, oh, I wish I was a bit more prepared for that bit and, and, had, and done a bit more DM prep. Well, I think it's a good opportunity to actually flick it onto the players. Say, you know, you, as you as a DM haven't prepared that because you didn't think it was too important at the time, other things to do, all the other stuff to manage, flick it onto the players and say, well, you know, Tarquin, tell me, what, what do these woods look like? And what about you, Brian? Is there anything else about them? And, you know, you know, use the use the players almost like a random table. I mean, we, we as DMs use random tables to inspire us. Why not use the most random table of all people? And that way you take some of the creative burden off yourself and, you know, maybe use them to inspire you to then build off that to, to give extra, extra sort of flavour there. Anyway, just an idea. Cheerio, fella. Bye. Thanks all for the calls. I... <clears throat> I don't have too much to add, although I, well, a couple things, uh, that latter part of Goblin's henchman's, uh, message there. <laughs> I, I, my first exposure really was, was sitting there reading through the monster manual, looking at the pictures, you know, the whole succubus thing and all, and all that good stuff. So, uh, when I was very young, so I remember, I, I still remember the, the just the excitement of looking at all those creatures in fact i know that made a huge impression on me because years later when i rebought all this stuff and got the monster manual it was something i hadn't really looked at in decades and uh, it just came immediately flooding back so it made a huge impression and and the other thing too it's funny you mentioned uh sorry uh you mentioned lord of the rings in your example about like how you pick, you know, when I was did the podcast for those that haven't listened, it's not that long of a podcast. If you want to check it out, but I, I was talking about, you know, how you sometimes picture things different when you read the book and then the movie comes out and it's not how you picture it. A lot of people will complain about that. But, um, for me, I, the only visual representation I had seen of, Lord of the Rings was that Ralph Bakshi movie. I don't know if anybody's seen that. Um, must have come out either really, really late 70s or really, really early 80s. And uh, so I had a real image of uh, of uh, uh, Sam from that, Samwise. You know, the way they do him in that movie, it's kind of almost a little, I don't know, goofy. Um you know, more cartoonish than some of the other characters. And, uh, and so that was always my image, uh, image of Sam after seeing that. But anyway, I appreciate y'all calling in. Uh, and I got a call in from legendary anchorite, Frank Turfler on last week's hump day. Here we go. Froth, Frank T here, man. I just don't know what I would do without the hump day blogorama. Oh, great stuff, man. Great stuff. It's the one show that I do not miss, even when I am way behind. One of my favorite features of the Hump Day Blogorama, aside from maps, of course, is the random tables. And so I was digging around over at the Thought Eater blog for a list of like a compiled list of the random tables that you've come across and I didn't notice one. So I don't know. Have you ever done, have you ever found, I should say a list, 
a, a random table for like consequences or conditions, especially combat conditions. Frank, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Uh, first off, I, you know, I, uh, it's a labor of love doing this show. You know, I love doing it, uh, but, um, you know, you don't know. I mean, I can see people listen to it, but to hear somebody say they really enjoy it means a lot. So I really appreciate that. And I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can, as long as I can. So, but I really appreciate that, especially coming from you, somebody whose work I really respect. So thank you. As far as uh, conditions and random tables and stuff, I started looking around at some stuff. I've got a bunch, but my problem was I couldn't tell. I can't remember what I've found for free, and I can't remember what I paid for, so I don't know what I can really share. Um, but there are some things. Christopher Stogdell, a.k.a. the Frugal GM, I've featured their... Uh, I've featured their... Um, blog several times they even put them in the blog blogger hall of fame had done some d30 tables back there was a group on g plus the order of the d30 and these were released as a uh, under the creative commons license so i think i'm gonna i think i can put a couple of these up without it being a you know a big deal but one was like the D30 simple critical wound table. And uh, so this was conditions, minor effects and major effects in combat. That's along the lines of, of what you're talking about, like getting your, your, you know, your shin hurt so you have a slight penalty to AC because you're kind of stumbling around or getting your arm hurt so you can't really use that arm. or uh, And then it's got major effects. Like a cracked sternum, you you're lose three points of strength and can't raise your arms. And and then there was another one, the D30 Smackdown table they did, where uh, it was kind of ways to punish your players. <laughs> uh, like a monetary loss where their, their coin purse splits open and they lose, um, lose some coins or they get a sickness or... Uh, the divine omen where whenever the PC walks outside an unseen bird craps on their head or shoulders. Now I know that's not getting, ex that's not exactly in line with what you're talking about, but when I was looking around, I saw that one too. So what I'll do is, uh, I'll just put these two D30 tables up. They're not something I use in my games, but, uh, they're along the lines of what you're talking about. I also saw, um, a couple of, um, things for 5e as well critical hit and fumble charts and those I can't remember if they were free pay what you want or stuff I paid for so um just going over the DMs guild if, if people haven't spent any time over there there's an awful lot of uh of uh, of free and pay what you want downloads on there and, and just looking for usually these conditions that people put them under like critical and fumble charts it's sometimes the way to find them. If, you, if you're searching for conditions and can't find anything, you can put in crit or fumble tables, and, and sometimes you'll be able to 
kind of extrapolate some conditions from from those but anyway hopefully they're helpful i don't have a magic bullet for it i usually just will <clears throat> even when i do crits and fumbles i'll kind of take a look at the scene and just come up with something on the fly and usually it's um you know slipping and falling hitting an ally um hitting yourself breaking your weapon and these kind of things but th these d31s are kind of interesting uh um like taking a major hit to the stomach the internal damage halves your natural healing rate you know that's something i wouldn't have come up with on the fly there's just, so there's some cool ideas here with the uh on this critical wound thing and the other one's just kind of funny so anyway i appreciate you calling in also uh let's see i was gonna do one more thing under the intro if I can get to where I need to go, there we go. So I saw a blogger was celebrating their 10th year anniversary. That's over at Tower of the Archmage. And this is David. And I've followed David's blog for a while. I don't know if it's been the whole 10 years, but you know, you'll probably start to see a lot of people have their 10 year anniversary because it's going back to 2009 when the osr was really kind of popping off after the release of uh fourth edition and a lot of bloggers were getting inspired by uh that, that first wave of kind of osr bloggers and everything so tower of the archmage celebrating their 10-year anniversary i think that's awesome they've got 2343 posts love it and uh and i also put up a second post by them that i had ready to go where they had gone to ReaperCon, kind of a miniatures gaming um convention and it's got a bunch of pictures from their trip there it looks like they had a great time uh so if you're interested in what ReaperCon's all about and getting a little bit of flavor of that i've got some more from the uh, tower of the archmage up there so congratulations on 10 years of blogging archmage all right, so let's get into the maps. I found some cool stuff for this week. I, at least I think it's cool, so hopefully you'll like it too. Over at Map of the Week, mapoftheweek.blogspot.com, they were talking about this monochrome mapping challenge that was going on at another mapper, uh, cartographer, or cartography enthusiast blog. Uh, so like two-color maps. And so there's some cool ones you can look at, but the one that really grabbed my eye was this kind of fanciful map of ireland and it kind of reminded me uh, john allen large had called in recently from red dice diaries talking about their um, midderlands game and this looks like something that'd be perfect for that sort of game it's got kind of like a sea monster out in the, the celtic sea and everything's kind of really stylized and uh it, i i just really liked it so you want to check you know you'll see an image at the blog and if you want to check out some of these other monochrome maps that were in this competition uh, some good examples of uh, river maps and um, and a bunch of other stuff. So I really liked it. Might give you some ideas if you're a cartographer yourself. Then over at simplednd.wordpress.com, this is just simple. D they just go by simple dnd, but they did a, a cool uh, tavern and inn map, the Cross Arms Tavern and Inn. I just really like how it, it's kind of hand-drawn, and I like the look and feel of it. Very cool. It's got a little cellar and a little cavern that goes off of it, as well as some notes on 
NPCs, menu items, and uh, rumors. So, a uh, really cool little post and uh, a really nice map that I uh, appreciated. So, you can check that out at simplednd.wordpress.com. And finally, Alan Grow, aka Grow Dog, over at the growdog.blogspot.com blog from Kuroth's Quill. Uh, Grodog's talking about all the gaming they did over the summer and have some hand-drawn maps from their games that I really enjoyed, especially one that was uh, in their son Henry's Mega Dungeon. And uh, it's a great picture. It really takes you to the gaming table with a stack of dice sitting there and, uh, and these hand-drawn maps on graph paper. Uh, really cool maps and just a really uh, evocative picture all that is good about gaming kind of summed up right then and there so uh anyway check that out good stuff from grow dog uh, good stuff from everybody this week on the maps all right some some reviews and retrospectives we're going to get through starting over at my terrible sorcery is without equal in the west this is hda's blog terriblesorcery.blogspot.com they're talking about the forbidden lands adventure supplement the spire of quetzal it's put about, out by Free League, who does uh, Tales from the Loop, amongst other things. And um, it's kind of their take on a traditional fantasy RPG. What's cool about this is you see some really well-known OSR folks that uh, did the adventures for this. Patrick Stewart, Chris McDowell, Ben Milton, Carl Sternberg. So uh, those are names that probably a lot of people end up old school gaming recognized so cool that they're writing for a different system like this i thought that was neat so if you're interested in reading what that's all about i've got that link up then over at the uh, raven crow king's blog dcc trove of treasures dcctreasures.blogspot.com they're taking a look at goodman games grimtooth trapsylvania which kind of supplement a source book for the old school grimtooth trap books from flying buffalo games um, couldn't help but be reminded from this, um, from Rick Loomis's passing a couple weeks ago. Uh, of course, um, fame for putting out these classic Grimtooth trap books and everything. And so this was, this has been out for a few years, kind of an homage to it. But if, you, if you've been wondering about, uh, what that Grimtooth Trapsylvania product was all about, Raven Crow King has got you covered. You can check that out at dcctreasures.blogspot.com. A post I enjoyed from Ryan Marsh over at the Thaco RPG blog, thacorpg.blogspot.com. They're going back and watching the old school D&D cartoon. Uh, so you can read about their um, their views of that. And now I, I've got a... I have a love for the, D, the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon. Um, I watched it Saturday mornings. Back in those days, it was, uh, I try to tell my daughter about it. I don't think she quite understands the concept of just a couple of TV stations and only being able to watch cartoons kind of one day a week. Um, <clears throat> but I remember watching D&D. &D. I remember going, getting up real early and going over to friends' houses too and watching cartoons together. And always enjoyed that, that cartoon. I've enjoyed... All the recent stuff, uh, where, you know, there's that car commercial I put up uh, weeks back where they did a spinoff on those characters. And I've talked before about my bucket list campaign of, uh, of running uh, Astonishing Swordsmen and, and Sorcerers of Hyperborea 
but doing it D and D cartoon style. You know, have the players play themselves. They go into a amusement park ride and they come out in Hyperborea and have to figure it out. So, anyway, if you want to read that retrospective of them going back and watching the Saturday morning D and D cartoon, you can check that out over at thacorpg.blogspot.com. And Zeitgeist is doing a review of the Periphera role-playing game. Now, this is put out by Purple Duck. And Purple Duck is a third-party publisher that does stuff for a lot of stuff for Pathfinder and a lot of stuff for Dungeon Crawl Classics. And it's everything that I've got in my hands on is, is, is really nice quality. And so this, uh, it describes it as a... Uh, um, I think at one point they say that, that it's like a love letter to, to Pathfinder. It behaves to P Pathfinder's first edition in a way that Pathfinder's first edition acts in comparison to D&D 3X. It presents a conservative refinement of the content of the system we've learned and loved for years. And so I know that they know what they're doing when it comes to Pathfinder because they've been publishing for it for years. So uh, the artwork looks really good. So this is something kind of interesting if you like kind of a crunchier style D&D. Uh, the folks at Purple Duck Games uh, might have a winner here with the peripheral role-playing games. So check that out and see if it's for you. Um, and what else I got for you? Oh, so uh, it was last week or the week before I was over at the Adventures Under the Dark Sun blog, darksunadventures.blogspot.com. They've got, uh, talking about their D Dark Sun trading cards, and they've got another post um, showing some more of those, so... If you want to take another look at what these uh, Dark Sun trading cards were all about, you can check that out. And then finally, Ray Otis, legendary anchorite from the Plundergrounds podcast. I don't know, he's got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, but over at the Viridian Scroll, viridianscroll.blogspot.com, put up a couple of posts uh, kind of doing read-throughs, retrospectives on the old TSR strategic review um, zine, you know, the pre-Dragon zine. So, so far there's uh, one of the first and second issues. So I've got the links up for that. You can check out what Ray's got to say about that if you never check those out. Um, I've got bootleg copies, i got to admit. I don't know where I got them from, but I have bootleg copies that are printed up on Lulu. So I've got that strategic review hookup. And now a word from our sponsors. All right, let's roll on some random tables. First, a quick correction. I was saying peripheral role-playing game as Porphyra. I don't know what's wrong with me today, but uh, Periphera might actually sound cooler. So maybe that's what I was doing. No, I don't know. It's the Porphyra RPG. But random tables. Going over to Ann Hunter's DIY and Dragon blog. Dungeon Alphabet Dozen. H is for hallways. Roll a D12 for a random pain-in-the-ass hallway of the underworld. Random pain in the ass hallway. Alright, so yeah, okay, this random pain in the ass hallway is a stinking open sewer. Effluent runs down a wall near the door from a grate in the ceiling, flows in a wide river of filth to the far end, then disappears down a drain in the floor. Rotting garbage and solid waste line the walls. And anyone who's been recently injured should save for his poison or catch a disease. So you've got here, you've got 12 random pain-in-the-ass hallways of the underworld to check out over at diyandragons.blogspot.com. Over at Eerie Candle, eeriecandle.blogspot.com. Laxerx blog. 
Got a post up found in a forest clearing. Here are three tables I created some months ago to be used in forests with a folk mythological atmosphere. So this has actually got a PDF that you can download. Very cool. Ten weird things found in a, in a forest clearing. Let's see what we get. So three unbreakable, unterrible, yet quite flexible giant leaves, one meter wide each. There appears to be no matching tree around. If taken out of the forest, they try to constrict and suffocate whoever carries them. Now it's got eight weird beer, eight weird beings found in a forest clearing. Oh, the trusty D8. Weird beings found in a forest clearing. Three acorn sprites in the guise of children. They will ask to be guided out of the forest and will try to climb on the three strongest characters, mentioning that they are very tired. If they are allowed to, they slowly and almost imperceptibly immerse themselves in their carrier's bodies. If completely immersed, they turn the carrier's bodies to earth within three days and a little tree sprouts from each. And finally, a table, the Hair Peddler's Merchandise. D6 table, a Hair Peddler. What's the Hair Peddler slinging? A wig made of scarecrow's straw hair. Any kind of bird is unable to harm or even approach the wearer, who, however, becomes slow in their, mo their movements and reactions. So that's a cool magic item. All right, cool stuff. Uh, this is a relatively recent blog, Eerie Candle. They've been blogging since July. This is their, uh, their fourth post. So good stuff from Laxert. Go over there and check that out. Download that PDF found in a forest clearing. And then finally on the random tables and generators, this is not a traditional roll a random table or a generator. This is a from Frugal GM. They are linking over to Two Minute Tabletop's token editor. So you can generate tokens for your... Um, for your games here, particularly I would think online games, it's got these cool little drawings uh, from Two Minute Tabletop where you can select a hero or uh, a variety of uh, some little creatures and stuff and then you can uh, kind of do the, the coloring and stuff on them with the editor and download the image. Kind of cool, it's got a, a, a fun kind of, um, I don't know what you'd say, fun kind of spirit and style to it for certain types of games. So. Something you can just bookmark and, and add to your uh, uh, RPG tools there. So thank you to the Frugal GM for pointing that out. All right, free stuff. Oh, yeah. Over at the Giant Toad blog, toadrpg.blogspot.com, they've got a free PDF, Adventures in Off-Peak City, a freeware role-playing game slash module with uh, encounters, side areas, Brief rules of play and making characters, so check that out over the giant toad blog, toadrpg.blogspot.com, Adventures in Off-Peak City. Smoldering Wizard, they're always doing these quick starts and uh, DM and player tools. They've got a Labyrinth Lord player quick start up for a free download. That's from Doug over at the Smoldering Wizard blog, smolderingwizard.com. I love Labyrinth Lord. Seems like people are giving Labyrinth Lord a little hate recently or something, or just kind of shunning it, but uh, Labyrinth Lord is a great game. Uh, if you're into Troika, go over to polyhedralnonsense.wordpress.com, the Polyhedral Nonsense blog. They've got these Troika character sheets slash cheat sheets with uh, images designed by Jim Magnuson. Uh, they've 
their PDFs you can download. Really awesome art, um, you know, like straight from the Troika book here, and uh, and it's got rule summaries on the back. So I thought these are awesome. So if you're into Troika, don't miss that at polyhedralnonsense.wordpress.com. Over at the Lester's Ramble blog, Vance A has got um, some. I've mentioned these before. He takes these uh, maps from this uh, Daniel. I, got, I think it's Daniel Walt Hall. Let's look. I want to make sure I say everybody's name correctly if I can. Yes, Daniel Walt Hall puts these maps up on Patreon where, you know, you've got a cool dungeon map and then in the periphery of the page you've got where you can key the map. And so Vance A has keyed some of these for you, a free download. Four trips into Malkara Caverns over at Lester's Ramble. At the Tower of the Arch... Oh, no. What am I doing? Why did it link to that? I put that... I put that twice somewhere. Froth editing in real time. Yeah, that is not going to the right place. Well, it's good that I discovered it now. The Nine and Thirty Kingdoms was where I was trying to go. Um, Talisman's blog. I don't know how Talisman does it. It's always got something coming out every week. It makes me ashamed of myself, quite frankly. Thanks a lot, Talisman. <laughs> no, but really... uh. Put up another couple of pamphlet um, zines, urban geomorphs, one for stables, stables number two, and the common quarter number two. So a couple more uh, of those uh, pamphlet jams to to put up. I'm going to have to fix that link in just a second. And then uh, if you're into Dungeon Crawl Classics, you're probably checking out the Knights in the North blog. I've mentioned it a few times. They're always putting up free PDFs, spells, races, magic items, whatever else. They've got a new race up, the DCC race, the Jarek. So downloadable PDFs if you're into Dungeon Crawl Classics over at KnightsInTheNorth.com. Wizards themselves has a new Unearth Arcana uh, Modern Magic download. Uh, haven't read it, but it is. it looks like it's kind of a inspired by you know modern setting you know taking casting into a modern setting so maybe they're gearing up to eventually do some kind of uh modern um take on 5e who knows i know there's already some third party stuff out but if you're interested in that that new unearthed arcana is available for download as a free pdf and then finally craig oliver over at their traveler blog traveler-ct.blogspot.com has put up a free pdf of a pilot's guide to the darley subsector so this is a, a pilot's guide to the Darley Quadrant. It's got all the you know, classic uh, traveler maps that you would expect. Everything kind of uh, statted out for you, all the different worlds and everything. So this is a cool PDF of, uh, you can ch check out and download for free. And now I'm going to fix that link. On to the miscellaneous stuff. We are going over to a Rust Monster Ate My Sword. RustMonsterAteMySword.com Building the Wormwood Forest. Now, this is a, uh, a great blog. They do a lot of RPG stuff, but also um, um, a lot of stuff to do with miniatures and miniature gaming. And this is, uh, I believe, Christopher B.'s blog. And they've got a post up, um, Building the Wormwood Forest. And it's how they built out all these um, trees and stuff for a, a forest for their miniatures game. And uh, the images are awesome. And... Um, I put up one, and it, the the one main tree there, the large one, is so natural looking. I, I love that to think that uh, they put that together. It's really cool. So, 
being ended up miniatures gaming, just craftsmanship and everything like that. I thought that was a something worth looking at. Uh, something on the lighter side of gaming at geeknative.com. They'd put up a comic about the different kinds of me different types of metagamers. I'll uh, I'll let you take a look at that and see which type you are. If you're interested in that, I've got the comic up on the blog. Uh, again, all of these links are up on the Thought Eater blog, so you don't have to be trying to write it down or anything. Medievalist.net, great history blog on Middle Ages. I've mentioned it before, and uh, maybe even last week I had something from this. But they put up a video, Education in the Middle Ages. And I thought this was interesting to, uh, to check out. It's also got some other links if you're, if you're interested. So many times in our RPGs, uh, you know, they're kind of ostensibly around Middle Ages technology, at least the kind of traditional D&D um, seems to be right around that period. But, um, you know, there'll be like a wizard school and that, that's it, you know. So th this might give you some ideas on, on education and, 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 and uh, how to use that in your game, you know, real world inspiration for it. Hanging on for dear life. Y'all can hear it. Um, and then at Monsters and Manuals. I like this post because it was it was not so much about the post, but it was showing the how cool it can be when there's a lot of comments on a blog. Uh, Noisums over here of Yoon Soon fame uh, put up a post. Did any Appendix N authors know about D&D? &D? And uh, there are lots of interesting anecdotes in the comments about... Um, times different appendix and authors, you know, uh, became aware of it or were at conventions and, and these kind of things. I knew that Fritz Leiber had to have known about it because they had articles, uh, little short stories in Dragon and stuff like that, but uh, some of the other stuff I definitely didn't know. So these are like some cool anecdotal uh, things about the appendix and authors and their relationship with D&D. There's a few interesting... Uh, things I thought in the comments there. So if that's sounds like it's something you want to check out, if you're into history of the game or pulp authors, appendix and authors, check that out. All right. So it's been a long time since I've inducted someone in the blogger hall of fame. Uh, I know we've got Chris Tam's elf maids and octopi and Christopher Stogdall's frugal GM in there. And this one is probably so obvious, but it needed to be done anyway. James Malashevsky's Grognardia going into the Blogger Hall of Fame. Now, this hasn't been updated in over six years um, and probably never will be. Uh, probably, you know, mostly for the Blogger Hall of Fame, we'll keep them, you know, contemporary active blogs. But uh, James's blog was so active, I mean, people take years to even come close to catching up. I think one year... They did seven, yeah, let's see. Uh, in 2010, they did 759 posts. That's so basically two a day for every day of the year. So um, to say that there is a, a rich uh, vault of gaming stuff on this blog is to put it mildly. And then other people might say, well, Froth, but everyone already knows about Grognardia. I'm not so sure, considering it's been gone for over six years, nearly seven years. Uh, Think about it. A lot of people coming into the hobby now might be listening to this. You might not know what the heck Grognardi is. You may have never heard of it. Or people into the OSR or whatever, younger generation, may have missed out on it. And so uh, this is really a blog that launched a million other blogs. It's kind of like the uh, the Ramones or the, uh, the Velvet Underground of the OSR blog scene, really. Now, there were 
blogs before this, but uh, this definitely launched a lot, had a, a lot of activity in the comments section on these, and I always loved it for just, um, James was a, is, was and is, he's still doing the um, excellent traveling volume, uh, Empire of the Pedal Throne zine, and uh, presumably working on some other stuff. Haven't heard much from James recently, but uh, but really talented uh, writer and had a good style and was able to kind of uh, did a lot of retrospective look backs at games, obscure stuff, and he kind of would be able to make uh, obscure stuff accessible or uh, have good conversations about it, spur your memory of things that you you know that were long forgotten. And uh, did a lot of interesting series on things like the Aries um, SPI magazine and um, focusing on Dragon magazine and uh, all kinds of reviews of OSR products. And so it is still a blog that stands, you know, head and shoulder. You know, it's still a, the, the elephant in the room, I think, as far as OSR blogs go. And that's just a testament to how, how good it, it was. Um, and still is, uh, to have been gone for so long and still cast such a, a long shadow. It really does, and it's really great. It's There's so much material on here. It's kind of like a great book or like the DMG. You know, you can open them to any page and just kind of close your eyes and point and find something cool. That is what this blog is like. You know, go back to, well, let's do it just for the heck of it. It's kind of like a random table. Let's go back to 2009. And let's go to, let's say, May 2009. And here's one. Pulp Fantasy Library at Earth's Core. Talking about an old Edgar Rice Burroughs uh, novel at the Earth's Core. Very cool. So, you know, like I was saying, you can just flip around and you'll find something neat. So, um uh, uh, it wouldn't be right to not put them in the Blogger Hall of Fame. So, And like I say, I know a lot of people are familiar with it, but it's been long enough, it's been gone long enough, and there were so many posts on there that it, it is really uh, something you can revisit and find something uh, that you hadn't heard of or you haven't seen it since you were little or an obscure game to track down. And uh, for all those reasons and more, plus James is a, is a really nice guy, um, and uh, it's always been cool to me. I've, got to, I've mentioned before, I got to play in their Traveler game for a little bit. Uh, they're a really good referee. And um, so for all those reasons and more, I'm putting Grognardia into the Hump Day Bloggerama Blogger Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Grognardia. All right, so that is the show for this week. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Um, you know, thankful for all the bloggers out there that always put out this awesome stuff. Give me something to yap about and very thankful to the listeners out there for checking out my shows. So thank you very much. And, uh, thank you to the folks that called in. I appreciate that. If anybody wants to call in on, uh, with the topic or, or regarding any of my shows, this one, or my Friday show or my, uh, weekend, uh, night below session recaps, you can use the anchor app to do so. You can also send me an email, frothsoft, frothsof at gmail.com. And remember, all these links are available at the Thought Eater blog, frothsoftdnd.blogspot.com. 
As always, I want to give a huge thank you to the folks backing me on Patreon. It means a lot for people to support me in that way. I've got a Patreon set up where it is a dollar a month. If you want to uh, throw a dollar in the month uh, tip jar, uh, in the old tip jar for old froth, it is patreon.com forward slash thought eater. Thank you very much to the folks backing me on there. I appreciate you. Um, you might notice, um, depending on when you're listening to this, you might hear I've got a new sponsor on here that Anchor sent over to me. If anyone else is interested in sponsoring the program, having me plug your stuff, be it a Kickstarter, RPG, adventure, whatever it is, anything gaming related like that, or your stream, your YouTube channel, your your podcast, whatever, you can contact me in the ways I've already mentioned, and uh, and I'll get to plugging. Uh, next you'll hear from me is going to be five minute Friday. I think I'll probably talk about this new Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. I got the Kickstarter in the mail and uh, it is awesome. I've always liked Savage Worlds, but I think they did an amazing job. It is very clean, easier to understand than any version I've ever seen. And the box set up full of goodies is really, really cool. So I'm really chomping at the bit to run this at some point. So I'll probably do a kind of brief overview of what you're looking at with that new Savage Worlds on Friday. So I look forward to talking to you about that. Then we're going to game Saturday night. I'll put up my Sunday night below recap and the whole thing will start over again. So I think that is all I've got. Feels like I'm forgetting something, but that is kind of my constant state. <laughs> so, so anyway, thanks again for listening. See y'all next time. Logan, let's go. Sickly platypus, a psychic grenade Zeroing in on your mental trade Gonna help you escape from the grind Thought eater gonna blow your mind